Welcome to Pod Full of Magic. I'm Nicole. I'm Kelly. And I'm Stacy. And we're three moms breaking down Disney destinations, universal, and cruise line travel tips to help put more magic into your family's vacation. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, Kelly. Happy New Year, Nicole. Happy New Year, Stacy. Happy New Year, Nicole. <laughs> this is our very first episode of 2024, and man, it feels good to be back. Um, I'm sure over the holidays, you know, everyone was busy, friends and family gathering together, and there's the possibility that there's lots of conversations about what your plans are for your vacation holidays in 2024. So we thought what better way to start off the new year than with some helpful information on how to budget for that 2024 vacation. Okay. So before we kind of get into the nitty gritty, um, I do have a bit of a disclaimer that I kind of have to mention before we start, uh, before we start. And really we need to address the elephant in the room, so to speak, that us travel agents deal with on the daily. And that is last minute deals are a thing of the past. My friends, COVID ruined us on so many levels, but one of the things that it did do is that once, you know, things started to settle down in the pandemic, everyone was getting that travel bug, which makes sense. You spent a lot of time inside doing nothing and not being able to travel. And so now the travel industry is booming again. And because of this, um, we felt it would be a disservice to our clients and to our listeners, of course, if we told you to wait for a really great last minute deal. This won't happen. I'm telling you, it will not happen. We have had the last 13 months since the travel industry has been back up and running and we have this experience and I can tell you that the demand is high and the supply is low, which means things are booking up very fast. So how do you save money? You book early. Don't wait till the last minute. I'm telling you, it has caused many disappointment for a lot of people. So please take that advice. If you learn anything today, please book early. I totally agree. So we're going to talk about a few things that you need to consider when you're creating your budget um, and figuring out how much you actually want to spend or need to spend on your 2024 vacation. And one of the first things you should consider is the time of year. So the time of year that you actually want to go on vacation is going to play a huge factor, factor in how much your vacation is going to cost you. So if you are thinking about peak times of the year for traveling like March break, spring break in the U.S., you know, Christmas, New Year's, which are probably the most expensive during the school year, uh, summertime when kids are off school or anything like that, um, even even long weekends, uh, they tend to be a little bit more expensive. Yeah. So um, if you're going to Disney, there's lots of special events that are happening throughout the year that are going to play a factor in your budget for sure, like dance competitions, cheerleading competitions, the run Disney marathon and running events kind of thing are going to affect the prices and the crowdedness of, of that time of year and those, the parks and everything. So if you are going to be traveling during those peak times, I would take, you know, whatever budget you have and add probably 25 to 30% on top, on top of that. 
Yeah, that's really great advice, Stacey. Uh, one of the things that eats up the biggest chunk of that budget is going to be your accommodations. And accommodations are very important to people. I mean, this is your home away from home for five, six, seven, 10, 14 nights. Um, so some things to consider when budgeting for your accommodations are, how big is your group? How big is your family? A lot of rooms can't accommodate more than four people, which is a shame for those families of five. I'm sorry, Stace. I know it sucks. <laughs> so if your group is bigger than four, you'll have to budget a larger room, which costs more money. Um, are you looking for a room with a divider or a separate sleeping space that comes at a premium? You know, parents want to have that privacy and that little bit of respite from their kids when they go to bed. People, adults aren't trying to go to bed at eight o'clock at night. Those rooms are inevitably going to be more expensive. What about a resort that has five-star amenities like butler service, a swim-out room, or a, a jacuzzi in the room? These rooms are also going to cost more. Oceanfront or ocean view rooms, you know, any sort of premium amenity that's not just your standard room is going to increase the cost. In Disney World, um, if you book a premium room that's closer to resort amenities, so at a value or a moderate resort, um, those are also more expensive than standard rooms. Uh, just think about what your priorities are. So start with making a list or what are some non-negotiables and what are some nice to haves. So this is sometimes where people struggle because many people have these must haves on their list, um, but they don't have the budget to support it. Like we say, you have a champagne taste on a beer budget, um, which is fine, but it, when it comes time to considering what options are truly available, it's helpful to have that list of you know things you absolutely can't live without when you're on holiday and things that would be nice to have if they fit into your budget. So what are your deal breakers and what can you be flexible with? One thing I know I cannot be flexible with is food. Definitely. Definitely. It's, it's a hot topic for a lot of people. And one that I feel like I have the conversation with my clients a lot about, especially those that are booking all inclusives because they want to go to a place that has great food, right? They don't want to be sick while they're on vacation. So, you know, understandably, it's important to a majority of people. And, uh, and also it comes in different forms. So, for example, if you're headed to an all-inclusive or maybe you're cruising, most of your food is included, which is great because that means you don't have to shell out that extra money. Um, however, you know, as with everywhere, there are opportunities uh, where you're staying for specialty dining. So, for example, if you're sailing on Disney Cruise Line and you'd like to go eat at Paolo or Remy, those are going to cost more. It's going to be 100% worth it, but you definitely need to factor that into your budget. Um, if you're headed to Disney, does your family qualify for the Disney dining plan promotion? And how much of the dining plan do you need? Would you be okay with just a quick service or do you need that full-blown Disney dining plan that includes table service as well? It's a lot of food um, and it's a lot of money that you're forking out up front as well. Or alternatively, can you stay at places that include breakfast or other snacks like the Drury, for example? We love the Drury here at Wind Waves and Wands because you get lots of things included. Um, are you bringing snacks to the parks? Are you bringing refillable water bottles? This is all going to help um, decrease the cost of your food budget. Well, the other thing um, that I find is pretty handy when you're vacationing in the U.S., Thank you, Americans, for your plus size meals. And I find that, you know, 
those meals are totally shareable. Maybe you can split a meal between your kids or, you know, have an adult and a child split a meal. Maybe you can make those big meals, you know, instead of having three meals a day, have two meals a day, which would cut down on your budget a little bit. So that's kind of, that's kind of fun and it's good and definitely something to consider um, when you're planning for your food budget. The other thing that a lot of people don't think about, especially if you're a first time cruiser, is that many, many cruise lines, not Disney, but other cruise lines like Royal, Celebrity, Princess, they all um, have drink packages that you can purchase for, you know, the length of your cruise. And those are usually things like soda packages, alcohol, um, that stuff is not included. Whereas if you were going to an all-inclusive, that stuff would be included. Um, and, and the drink packages can be kind of expensive. So it's definitely something to look at ahead of time because I know when I went on my first cruise um, years ago with Royal Caribbean, like I just thought it was crazy that we would have to pay for soda. Like that's just, that's just weird to me. So definitely lots of things to consider when planning your food budget. So you've got your accommodation, you've got food, everyone's happy. Now, what are we going to do, Stace? Okay, so even to add into your food part too, where you um, had talked about um, bringing snacks into the park, like it's great bringing those in, but make sure you factor that into your budget as well, that it sounds good bringing in your own snacks, which our family does, but budgeting for going to get groceries or ordering groceries in, right? Like it's just an, totally. another added cost that that you, you need to factor in. So, um, yep. but for extras, especially since we're generally a Disney and Universal podcast, when we're looking at booking a Disney vacation, so no matter whether you're going on a cruise, you're going to a Disney park, there's going to be a few extras that you will want to put into, into your numbers ahead of time. Um, number one, extra hotel nights. For times like if you're driving down, the hotel night's on the way if you're stopping, um, or the night before your cruise. So there's so many people who think, okay, we're, we are boarding the ship at, um, you know what, say noon. Four. Yeah, four. like noon, between noon and four. And we can get a flight that arrives at, you know, say 930 in the morning. We can make it in time. Don't do that. Like, do not do that. So no. I was just going to say, you guys remember that TikTok of the lady who was crying as she was watching her ship sail away? Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So make sure at least, at least one day before you're flying in. Because especially, you know, especially if you're going in the winter from, from Canada, like our flights get changed all the time. Even, I guess, even in the summer, the, the flight changes are so common now um, that you need to factor in that extra bit of time. So have those times. Um, now that we're in snowy season in Canada, have a budget set aside for if your flight is canceled due to weather. So we were down um, a few years ago down in Disney and we had actually, um, our flight was canceled to fly into Buffalo because of a snowstorm. And we had to figure out, um, luckily we had had money set aside for it, but we had to stay an extra night um, so we had to have that in our budget in order to pay for us to stay overnight. Um, and again, along the lines of extras for other things, talking about souvenirs, um, how much you want to budget for those little takeaways that you want to bring back with you. Um, 
for Disney, it's do you want to buy magic bands or lanyards? Are you just going to use your phone? Do you want to wear Disney-inspired clothing? If you're going on an all-inclusive somewhere, you know, do you need to get new clothes for that all-inclusive? Like, so talking about all of that kinds of stuff, um, factor all those things into your budget. If you're talking about clothing right now, um, what will you do if your luggage gets lost? So do you have some spare money in your budget to be able to go and buy a few things to get you through until you get your luggage or until you get some sort of payment from whoever if they've lost it or if your insurance covers it or whatever. But, you know, the other thing to always consider, too, is that dreaded currency exchange, <laughs> which yeah. seems to be getting a little bit better. It got better for a clip and now it's getting worse again. I've been oh, tracking it as right. the resident American on the podcast. Yes, and, uh, absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was great around the holidays, which, you know, no surprise there. And now that it's the new year, it's going back down. So, <laughs> so all those extras, you have to consider one other thing, Nicole, transportation. Oh, absolutely. And this, you know, along with accommodations is another significant cost in your budget, especially if you have to fly. Um, oftentimes, I feel like, you know, depending how far of a drive you have, it could be comparable between flying. But ultimately, um, especially in this day and age, flying is just a large expense in your travel budget. Um, the three of us have been booking a lot of all-inclusive packages for clients recently. And I just want to put a friendly PSA out there about flights within a vacation package just to set your expectations. The cheapest packages with the cheapest flights are going to have the worst flight times. Um, <laughs> this year, there's been a pattern of flight schedules where um, the first flights you see uh, arrive in the middle of uh, the night or they arrive late in the evening. And then when you're getting home, you're arriving after midnight the next day, which for a lot of people, especially traveling young families, it's just not feasible. So if you want those premium flight times, you're going to be paying a premium price. So be prepared to pay a little extra for flights if you want those reasonable hours of the day, or if you're really on a tight budget, you have to temper your expectations about your flight times, okay? This is where you kind of put ego aside and just you know suck up the red eye. Um, if you're driving to your destination, you definitely need to account for overnight stays, gas, extra food costs, uh, hotels, like Stacy had just mentioned, that you might incur on your destination, okay? Um, when you're in your destination, you'll also have to consider transfer costs, such as private transfers. Um, if you're going on a cruise and you're going out of Port Canaveral, which is about 45 to 60 minutes from Orlando MCO, are you going to do Disney Cruise Line? Or if your cruise line offers um, transportation, will you use their transportation, which is still an extra? It's not included in your cruise fare. Uh, will you do private transfer like Genie Transportation, who we partner with? Will you use Uber, public transportation? All of these things to consider to get you to your destination. The great thing with about a lot of with a, a lot of all inclusives is with most suppliers, the transfer from the airport to your resort is included. So if you have concerns about getting to your end destination, just ask your travel agent. Now, another place that you might want to go is gonna be 
off the resort or off the ship and do some fun activities. So tell us a little bit more about budgeting for excursions, Kelly. Absolutely. And I feel like, especially since, well, both you and I cruised this year or this past year, actually, um, I was kind of shocked at how expensive excursions have gotten. (laughs) Yes. Um, But, you know, a lot... I mean, I guess it just depends on what your travel style is. For me personally, I love to go out and do stuff. I like to go off resort. I like to go out and explore off the ship when I'm cruising. I like to do extras while I'm at Disney. So there, these are definitely things that you want to factor into your budget. So for example, if you're headed to Disney and you want to get your kids done up at the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique or build a very expensive lightsaber or droid, or maybe you want to go to one of those specialty... Um, ticketed events like the Halloween party or a dessert party these things are expensive and they can definitely add to your budget very quickly on that on a similar note if you're cruising or you're traveling uh, to a sun destination there's lots of tours and excursions that are probably going to be thrown in your face this is you know you'll see it on uh, on your cruise the the cruise directors or they have the excursion desks are going to be you know asking you what do you want to do when you're in port uh, come and see this come and do that and Maybe you've done some research ahead of time and figured out what you'd like to do. Um, or, you know, you can go and visit your excursion uh, representative. Or if you're at an all-inclusive, um, you go to the supplier representative meeting and they can present you with all these options of things to do off resort. Um, so, yeah, it can get pretty expensive. And so on my last cruise to Alaska, uh, we had three, we stopped at three ports rather in Alaska. And I think between my husband and I, we spent like 900, maybe almost a thousand dollars on our excursions. So it was it expensive. Hell yeah. Was it worth it? Hell yeah. So I'm just saying you don't want to miss out on these types of opportunities. They create lots of great memories. So, and on that note, (laughs) on that note, um, what do you normally do after you've been on this excursion with this great tour operator, the weird, this is the part of vacationing that I hate and it's gratuities and tipping. So Stace, maybe you could tell us a little bit about that. I do. I find it too. Like I, I find sometimes it can be awkward, right? Like it's, it's not really no. (laughs) So I totally get, I totally get that. Like how much to give, how to give it to them. Yeah. So something you always have to consider and budget for, or we advise you to, it's not always something you have to do. However, I would hope you would do it is um, gratuities and tipping. So it's often forgotten by many people, but it is an important part of your travel um, budget to factor into it. Uh, It doesn't matter where you're going, you really are going to have to pay or should pay gratuities somewhere and it comes in so many different forms. So on cruises, you can prepay your crew appreciation ahead of time, which is awesome. Um, we are going on a cruise next year and we've already prepaid for all our gratuities, uh, which I like having it all built right in. Um, for all inclusive and sun destinations, we always recommend tipping your service providers because tipping also usually leads to better service. So good example of that is we were in uh, Cuba one time and our towels got taken by another family thinking it was there so we couldn't return them and um so then they were like we remember you guys tipping us and so we're going to take care of that 
So they made sure they said, I'm sure, you know, it's that kind of thing. Like they weren't towels we wanted to keep. Like I can't imagine anybody wanting to keep them, but because we had tipped the towel people, they remembered us and they were like, don't worry about it. Like, we know you have been turning them in all week. We can't imagine you wanted to keep them. So it was really great. So that was a nice thing. Um, you could also make sure you include tipping for your bartenders, your servers, housekeepers, tour operators, any kind of drivers for excursions, anything like that. Um, bring small bills in USD usually with you um, at the parks. You can expect to tip at table service restaurants that you eat at, um, Uber drivers. Um, one thing that I have a few clients who do is they actually print off, um, for Disney, they print off the little mousekeeping, um, so the housekeeping kind of thing, little envelopes, and they leave them in there, uh, in their room kind of thing, so they know it's designated for the, for the mousekeeping um, cast members, which is kind of nice. And also just as a quick remind, reminder that if you are dining in a larger group than six, um, many restaurants will actually automatically add the 18 to 20% gratuity onto your bill. So make sure you look at that because it'll show it on there so that, I mean, go ahead and tip them twice if you want to. Um, however, <laughs> it is usually added onto there. And the other thing too, um, when you go to these sun destinations, um, tipping is almost expected like people are definitely going to expect you to tip them and I've been in situations actually where uh, the provider that I was tipping actually felt that I didn't tip them enough so be prepared for that type of thing to happen something that we did one time and we we started doing it on our first all-inclusive trip with kids and I really really liked it was we told our kids every single day now our first all-inclusive was to Cuba um we told our kids every day to look for one person they wanted to tip. And we wanted, we told them don't tip, like not thinking of the bartenders or the servers because we automatically tip them anyways, look for somebody who doesn't normally get a tip and they almost every day chose the gardeners. Oh, oh that's so, that's so sweet. Um, yeah. They, they kind of just made them look for somebody, right? Like I wanted them to look for people who are hardworking and don't always get what others get. So it was nice. That's awesome. So something and I was going. Go ahead, Nicole. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Do you want to finish that thought? Because I'm going to pivot. Okay. Yeah, I was just going to say, because um, a lot of people uh, ask, like, how much is an acceptable tip, right? And I mean, it really depends on what you're comfortable with. Like, I don't think there's any hard and fast rule. Um, if you are a member of the all-inclusive Facebook group that we run, um, we actually talked about this recently and it's interesting. We did have someone talk about how he spends anywhere between 35 to 50 us dollars tipping people every day. So that seems like on the higher end, I don't know that I would do that much, but it definitely, um, it adds up quickly. And so, you know, kind of th thinking about tipping your housekeeper, you know, five to 10 bucks every day, bartenders, like one to two drinks, uh, you know, or one to $2 per drink, or some people will tip the bartender, you know, everything, you know, at the start of the day, and then the bartender takes care of them for the rest of the day, you know, tour operators, 10 to 15 bucks, you know, depending on what they did. So yeah, it adds up a lot. Absolutely. So in a way, it's not surprising that he says that he, he spends that much. Uh, two things I wanted to add before we, we pivoted and talk about our last topic. One is going back to when Stacy was talking about 
um, prepaying gratuities in the form of crew appreciation on cruises. We still strongly encourage that you tip your stateroom steward, bartenders, and a server that has gone above and beyond. So even though they do get that preset gratuity, it it is you know a very kind gesture. Again, not expected, but kind of good form to to tip a little bit extra. And last, um, tipping is cultural. Also, um, with the all inclusive sun destinations, it is you know more expected. I would say, but yeah. it might be different if you are going on a European vacation. So if you are traveling to uh, Europe or Asia. Just reach out to your travel agent and we can help you navigate the cultural impact of tipping because it's different all over the world. Definitely. Good point. So the last, and I feel like every point has been the most important, but I'm going to go ahead and say, this is the most important and that is travel insurance. Okay. If you cannot afford to lose your investment, you cannot afford to go on your trip. So cancellation and trip interruption, as well as medical travel insurance are two things you definitely want to see um, if you are covered. So people spend thousands of dollars on their vacations. Um, and we've had experience where clients have lost thousands of dollars because they didn't purchase travel insurance, either through an independent company or through their travel um, package tour provider. So don't be that person protect yourself and your investment. Um, and this, like I said, can come in many forms. Um, if you're purchasing a package for, from a certain sun destination provider, usually you can add some sort of trip cancellation insurance package for as little as $90 per person. Um, our agency also works with a pre preferred insurance provider in both the US as well as Canada that have really comprehensive insurance plans for just about any travel scenario. Some are just cancellation, some are emergency medical, and some are both. Um, you can purchase a policy that suits your needs. Uh, these policies, again, can range in cost depending on um, size of your travel party, how much your trip was, and what type of coverage you're looking for. Um, but they're great for a Disney vacation or a universal vacation um, because you can package in not only your resort stay and your tickets, but also your airfare. Um, you may also have a travel credit card that offers insurance or another type of credit card that offers some sort of peace of mind coverage um, or even employee benefits packages that include insurance as well. So we always recommend look into what you already have, know what you already have. So then we can recommend um, if you should go through a supplier provided package or you know maybe beef up that coverage. So again, Travel insurance, it's our job to tell you about it. You are required to acknowledge it. Ultimately, the decision is up to you, but we're just going to say we don't want to say we told you so. <laughs> Definitely. One thing can I, I just want to add in too when you were talking about um, the travel credit cards that offer insurance on it. One thing that is so important, and I've had this come up with clients actually, is you actually have to book on that credit card. You can't just mm -hmm. own that credit card and put insurance through on it. So I've had clients who booked their their destination, their trip on one credit card and paid for it and then got a travel credit card because it had insurance on it. 
but because they they booked and paid for their vacation with the other credit card it's not it doesn't work for them oh my goodness that's a yeah. shame so yeah. make sure that if you have a travel credit card that offers the insurance on it you have to actually book your your vacation on that credit card great 100%. point stacy so. yeah <laughs> Absolutely. And on that note, <laughs> I think we've pretty much covered everything and you really need to think about when planning or planning your vacation this year, you know, 2024 is going to be a year for the ages, I hope. And uh, I know that everyone's started planning their travels. So um, if we can help you in any way um, to help you plan and book those fantastic vacations, please reach out to us. Uh, listen to our outro for our contact information and we'd be happy to start planning some magical vacations for you so I hope you found this uh, episode helpful Um, we would love you to leave any reviews or comments on our social media page Um, and like we said definitely reach out to us for your vacation needs and so our journey comes to an end at least for this week anyway this podcast is brought to you as travel agents with Wind Waves and Wands Vacations at www.windwaveswands.com. Give us a follow wherever you get your podcast and leave us a review. If you have any questions about booking your next magical Disney, Universal, or Cruise Line vacation, email us at podfullofmagic at windwaveswands.com or find us on Instagram at podfullofmagic. That's all for this week. I'm Kelly. I'm Nicole. I'm Stacey, and you've been listening to Podful of Magic.